going on, everyone? It is Dave and Thomas to my left, as usual, sipping down some H2O. This is the uh, weekly-ish Sin City Sports LV.com podcast, and uh, we are... We're back after last week. We might have technical difficulties. Yeah, we might have had some technical difficulties. Some feedback but saying Dave was out of town at a wedding. So this we, one, couldn't, we couldn't attend to it, it right Dave's away. Dave's fault, so though, for the record, actually. Pretty much. I mean, I'll take 100% blame. So For the fact that I don't do anything technical, so I guess it's also my fault. Yeah, you're you're all right. So it's all talent, Dave. Exactly, exactly, Tom. That's why you're here. Uh, so it is... What is the freaking date? November second, Friday night in Las Vegas. Sucks. We only have like one more month left of college football, barely until it's just gonna be halfway through the football season. More than so halfway. We're week, we're week nine. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we're past that point of the regular season. So we'll get into all that. We got our picks and uh, we'll go over the spreads of all the games this weekend, um, and then. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about some Vegas Golden Knights. We have yes, some UNLV I've, football. Yes. We have the World Series just ended. So, uh, Tom. Time, you know, I sounded the alarm a few weeks ago, and I hate to say it, but I was right about the Golden Knights not being very good, Dave. They're in second Five to and last seven, place. Seventh in the Pacific Division. Yeah, which is second to last place. Lost the recent game to St. Louis 5-3. to three. Well, They should have won. They lost two. Their last two. No, they, they thought they were going to lose to the Predators in Nashville. They're a tough, tough team out to play on the road. But they should have beaten uh, St. Louis. So, so they play here news, again. Dave. Yeah, they play here again uh, this Saturday in Vegas against the Hurricanes and then go on the road to uh, Toronto and play again on November 6th. Hurricanes, I don't think so much, but, I mean, they need to go at least one in one of those games. They have to win the home game. Uh, I mean, it's still early in the season, though. There's some stat, though. uh, Any team, I've heard that after November 1st, that was... um, Below 500? Below 500 are, in the last so many years, are... uh, 50 out of those 59 teams do not make the playoffs. 50 of 50. Wow. So well, after that first month. Now, it's like I said, it's it's a sample size. I think it was like, so it's 60. But I mean, they're going to have to get over 500 soon. I couldn't tell you how many years it goes back. Have a decent chance. Yeah, well, how many teams per year under 500? Probably like about 10 or so. So it must be like a sample size of five years or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they need to get their shit together. And it's not looking the greatest. Um, uh, Patch Reddy's been out with an undisclosed injury. Uh, you know, they've had issues with Nate Schmidt being suspended, coming back here soon, their best defenseman. They don't mm-hmm. forecheck and play any D when it comes to their forwards. Their defensemen are pretty shaky. Mm. Uh, they're not looking like a playoff team, Dave. I'll say that right now. Well, I hopefully, said two weeks ago on, we'll hopefully they can get their shit together. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll keep rooting for them. And so go get mad go. when it's like, oh, don't be so harsh. Like, no, it's just giving an honest criticism. Honest feedback. Uh, you can't just be a cheerleader and everything's roses and everything. It's like, you know, this team is... It overachieved last year. Everybody's expectations got probably way too high than they should have been. Uh, really probably was more like a, a, you know fourth or fifth best team in the West, and they had some things go their way to get all the way to the Western Conference Final, which is great. But um, I think expectations are so high, it's it's a good and bad thing. you know. So we'll see how it happens here. But, uh, I mean, they're just struggling. The uh, the Raiders suck bad. Dude, they're terrible. I mean, I, I mean, the Knights don't suck as bad as the Raiders do. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, like, in two years, if they have you know two teams that aren't very good in this town, that's a bunch of front runners. Like we'll see. I mean, I'm sure, like I said, we talked. I mean, about the Knights before. aren't bad. No, they're just not. They're, they're just not a hundred percent right now, and they're not good. So More than just injuries, though, too. It's, it's disturbing. I watched the last, or I watched part of the same, uh, the uh, Nashville game, and then um, I watched well, the one that was the shootout that they won against the Senators. Where they came back and won at home. The game, the last game they won at home. Yeah, that was yeah. that was decent comebacks. They're down and they came back. We actually went to that game. Yeah, and they won in the shootout, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So that was good. I mean, they needed that home game against them. I mean, Senators are okay, but um, yeah, I just said they're a mediocre team. Maybe now with Nate Schmidt coming back and getting a little more healthier, they'll be better. But do you know why uh, Subban was in the game last game? Just giving, uh, giving. Well, was he, he played against the Predators, didn't he? Yeah, not against the Blues. Uh, yeah, against the Predators. I yeah, mean, the yeah. reason being is that two games in a row back to back on the road for Flurry. Figuring they're probably going to lose this Predators game anyway, since it's a tough opponent. That's the thing though. We'll, we'll bench Flurry against the Predators, play Subban to give him a rest, knowing that okay, we'll be able to beat the Blues then with Flurry. And that didn't happen. You know what I mean? So it's like rest him to be like good to go. So what? Not I'm saying it's his fault. Like you know they lost five three though, so they gave up five goals. Um, one might have been empty. Now I didn't see the end of the game, but anyway, point being is that's the idea is to back to back. They want to make back-to-back road games, you know, not to, like burn Flurry out or have him get injured like he was last year, you know, for quite a bit. So right. it's it's just with an older goalie, you want to make sure that you keep him fresh for a later run. So well, yeah, they can come, they can bounce back, but it really sucked to lose that Blues game because they needed to win yeah. at least that one. So yeah, well, g- good luck to them uh, s- this weekend, Saturday against the Hurricanes, and then we'll see the what former from Hartford there. Whalers, Dave. Exactly. I had no idea about that, but I'm glad you brought that up. Do you know, have you ever heard of the Hartford Whalers before? I have heard of the Hartford Whalers. The Whale? Yeah, they were uh, really cool uniforms. They were mentioned back in a few movies. Uh, I believe Mallrats they mentioned. That's uh, kind of like a cult following, right? Hartford's a small town, but very close to where ESPN was. So back in the day, ESPN used to mention the Whalers all the time since Hartford and uh, Bristol are fairly close in Connecticut. So so they have like retro jerseys for those, right? Like they are people busting still... up finally. This is the first year that I think they're going to. And people in Hartford are very upset because they're in Carolina, they stole their team. And it's kind of like, you know, then you're wearing our throwbacks, kind of rub it in, you know. So it's kind of like the Sonics and the Thunder. Yeah, exactly. team, it's like it's like well don't reference us then because it's a different city and stuff like that so yeah but yes the whale classic team and they did have sweet unis uh, a couple different versions actually so uh the last great whalers chris pronger brendan shanahan before that ron francis a few other guys so yeah they had some classic players back in the day dang you got it all covered yeah so uh moving on to a team that's sucking worse than the knights right now is the uh, unlv football team mm-hmm. the two and six rebels lost last weekend against san jose state 50 to 37 to be fair san jose state was a three-point favorite but before the year started uh unlv would have been like a seven to ten point favorite um yeah so based on injuries <clears throat> and playing like shit it got all the way and it was the correct line um i put a little I bit i didn't get to in. watch that game i watched just a little bit of it by the time i turned it on it was already second half it was pretty much over so um how he, was the quarterback looking he looked all right since the defense can't stop shit 50 points like Gilliam actually did all right. Had a couple nice long passes, but they're when defense. I saw him play, he looked pretty good. He has a good throwing arm. Their He's defense can't do stop anybody, especially the passing defense is horrendous. Um, so, yeah, and we've talked in here what do they do going forward. Um, and I've been a little harsh, you know, and I've listened to other people talk on sports talk radio locally about should they fire Sanchez and some people say they can't afford to because it makes sense because they have to pay him and then but it's like they don't pay him very much anyway. And what's the point of having a football program if you can't afford to? do anything it's like well let's keep a shitty coach so i don't know um he probably has one more year left although if he loses out here it's been really bad losing this game put his job more in jeopardy than ever probably i guess the question is you mean the san jose state yeah game. this game i feel like well at least they'll win this one right you know coming in after rogers hurt and no um i guess the question is they've raised a lot of money you know for this new practice facility and the fertitas really propped up sanchez he was their boy at bishop gorman and they wanted to hire him well, the question is, will they stop donating money? So 
uh, it's really up to the big donors. And there's other than the Fertitas, there's others as well, uh, Finley and things like that. There's other big families in town that do give money. But if uh, for some reason they say, you know what, keep Sanchez for another year or else we'll stop giving money, then he'll stay. Uh, if the donors are fine with cutting him and have enough money to basically pay for the buyouts and things like that, then maybe. But if it's to the point where it's like we can't afford this anymore, it's like, well, it's a, you take a good hard look at yourself and be like, what's the point of having this program? You know. So like, then what, we're just going to get another washed up, college coach yeah, or just could be. from That's like what I'm saying. lower just, conference I don't know, maybe the maybe the and I, I i i can't really say i'm for or against this maybe the solution is to fold the program and become like gonzaga which just has a really good basketball program and you know because obviously the football program is not self-sufficient it's being paid for by other things it doesn't generate nearly Any the revenue, revenue costs other than small tv rights and things they might break even i don't know the, the numbers but they're not you know breaking down the house here they're not well maybe needle. things will change once uh, i mean i know we you're very about this, skeptical about in fact the there's, there's, there's another i heard someone bring this up on sports talk radio here locally can't remember which show was to give credit but uh tulane university back in the 80s somewhere you know v located in a big city new orleans oh the superdome opens let's go play in the superdome guess what tulane shitty program like UNLV. They drew under 10,000 people sometimes. They don't play at the Superdome anymore, Dave. They play at a smaller stadium that's on campus. So do you think so then do you think they'll just keep Sam Boyd as backup in case maybe or they'll build something smaller or I mean don't even go to Sam Boyd. Smaller closer? I don't, could be. Yeah, I mean, here's what's going to happen. They're going to open this new stadium and the first few games, even if people so are So maybe excited, maybe the program folds after it tr- attempts to do some stuff. Once they in realize the that they can't sell any tickets Raider to the, stadium. at the Raider Stadium. Literally, Dave, best case scenario, let's say like people are super excited and thirty thousand people show up, which would be amazing. That's three times you know people that show up to a normal game. You're still gonna have fifty thousand empty seats. It's an eighty thousand seat stadium. Yeah. Like that, it's gonna look dumb. Like that. Like so it's like and push everyone li- to the front. And if the I heard old USFL, I'm reading a book right now um, on the USFL. You know what the USFL is, Dave? Yes, the old when the there were two football leagues. Yeah, in the '80s, they basically tried to start a spring football league. Uh, but there are NFL players and Hall of Famers that played in it. So like Jim Kelly played in it, Reggie White, uh, Herschel Walker, famously. It's a good book by Jeff Perlman. Uh, it's called Football for a Buck: uh, The Story of the USFL. It just came out. I recommend it. Um, but they talk about how they also had a problem of drawing fans in some of these areas that they thought they get more, and so they had tricks like they would sell every other row to make it look like there's more people there mm. and things like that so i mean you can do some things you know only one side so like the cameras and see exactly but um yeah i mean well I just like you they do with cashman field they put all the cameras on one yes. side so it looks like so like i said like i hope that people are excited i just don't see it and there's other presence of other universities doing this and you know going into bigger stadiums and thinking all right this is gonna be great and then the novelty wears off. Yeah, you might draw if it's a big opponent. If they play USC or if they play Texas or some non-conference team they sign, that's a big draw. Of course, then you might draw a lot of visiting fans and get, you know, say if they get 50,000 people, that'd be a tremendous amount. You still have 30,000 empty seats, you know? So Exactly. It's not like some of these big, you know, dome basketball arenas where they cut off half of it, you know, stuff like that. You can't really cut off half of the stadium. I mean, you can leave the top, up, you know, unsold and things like that, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't think the – I think the new stadium's going to be even more of a – I think it's gonna be the another bad thing for UNLV. Actually, to tell you the truth. Well, I mean, I kind, of, I kind of, I kind of, I hate players. saying this, but uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you. It's definitely a high probability. I mean, that it's cool that the players love these nice, you know, the nicer locker Just room UNLV and facilities. So and but yeah, never been good since I've, I mean, since I've been exposed to their program. Which so has been ten years now or so. Yeah, and I went to school there, and I was really hoping to have a college football team to go watch, but FNA. Yeah. So Rebels but, uh, this week, uh, they play Saturday. 
Fresno. Uh, at seven thirty against number twenty Fresno. I believe Fresno's a twenty four point favorite. And I'm, I would I'm pound seeing, Fresno State. I'm seeing minus twenty seven now. Okay, it's higher. Open at twenty four. Uh pound Fresno State. They're gonna beat the Rebels. They'll score fifty points and the Rebels will be lucky to score twenty. Um they might score more than fifty. If San Jose State, even though it was at San Jose State can there's no home field advantage or by the way, no like less people go to San Jose State football games and rebel games, by the way. Yeah. Um if San Jose State can put fifty points on, uh Fresno State could put seventy. So uh be so advised, take Fresno Do you think State. do you think you'll touch that? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Teaser <laughs> Hell cards yeah. especially. Like get it down to like nineteen under two under three scores and then you're talking, so well, F and A, I I think some tickets might come through late for that, but who wants to go see? I mean, it's, it's just a night not game, exciting. Seven o'clock. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go see that. Um, well, there's a bunch of good games too that night. It's like LSU Alabama. Yeah, all like, your all your college football is gonna be that's watching like one of the on biggest TV. Games of the year What's that Wisconsin game? up to? They play Rutgers. They're thirty point favorites. Um, it should be dicey because with Wisconsin right now, I mean, Horny Rutgers. Is Rutgers back. going through? No, that's Maryland. That's Maryland, but they both suck. But basically the same add-on shitty bet Big Ten program that are barely in the Big Ten. So, well, F and A. So well, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm gonna rip on the Badgers, Badgers here for a second. They got beat last week at Northwestern uh, with their backup quarterback. Uh, they just looked pretty bad. They have a lot of injuries though. Um, Tom the Ripper. Yeah, I'm just gonna equal up. If you want to accuse me of just being mean to UNLV, I'll, you know I can be realistic with my teams, Dave. So, uh, not the greatest showing this year for the Badgers. They've had injuries, but. Uh, their defense is not the same. Their offensive line, which is very hyped up, there is like, oh, they have the best offensive line. Not so great. Uh, yeah, they have a lot of big guys are supposed to be good, but when you watch games, not so hot. So uh, we'll see. But going forward, we'll hope they can, you know, beat Rutgers and go from here. But their season's pretty much done for. They've lost too many games. So really, I mean, from what expectations were. I mean, they're still gonna make. Oh a right, game, right, right. But they're not gonna be anywhere close to where they wanted to be. So, so the national championship. Well, that was over a few weeks ago. But yeah, I'm saying in general, like it's been pretty bad season for the Badgers. So. Gotcha. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, a bad season is still like winning eight games. Eight. Not that, it's not a. It's a bad season when you have a prestigious, a uh, lot of, lot of, yeah, a lot of prestige, and you know, it's like they have expectations to make it to the well, national pre-season championship. Preseason, they were ranked, yeah, four in preseason. So it's in some yeah, cases, that's disappointing. Well, I'm sorry that you guys just are really good, not extremely good. Yes, it's very <laughs> tough, to, tough to deal with. Yeah, so uh, talking about extremely good, the Boston Red Sox did win the World Series. Uh, I was at a wedding this weekend, and uh, we were drinking at the bar. I forget what game it was. I think it was game four. Would have been Saturday would have been game five. Yeah, game four, because game five was on Sunday. Because the Sunday. Dodgers won that night. Yep, exactly. And uh, I got kicked, we got kicked out of the bar because they closed, but they left the TVs on, so we stayed outside. Three, the, Friday night they won. Saturday night they lost. Friday night, exactly. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I was just Dodgers drinking heavily, and everyone. Out, right? I mean, I was in San Diego, so people were definitely rooting for the Dodgers out there. But there's a lot of Angels fans too yeah. that don't want to see the Dodgers win. Like Cubs fans that wedding you were at too, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of California people there too because Jessica. Yeah, she's an Angels and fan. They're, like, yeah relationships within proximity to vegas yeah yeah so yeah um i mean another uh, fit of honesty if the if the brewers would have made it there they probably would have gotten beat just as bad or worse by the red sox so they kind of were um set to win no matter what i don't know if it would have been better or worse for the brewers to make the world series and get tanked in the world series versus losing in game seven but uh it wasn't surprising to see the red sox win fairly easily so uh, yeah so uh, maybe next dodgers two years in a row losing the world series uh, disappointing for them, but I mean they should spend a shit ton of money. They just re-signed Clayton Kershaw or agreed to a three-year, ninety-three million dollar extension 
for Kershaw, who was kind of been declining, but still, I guess, worth keeping around. Uh, he had two years left in his deal. You um, think the Brewers will have his, uh, be consistent next year and oh yeah. get as far? Yeah. Yeah, they have a good young team. They might go and uh, trade and sign for some people, too, since they have some money to spend. So, yeah, Dave, uh, they'll be right back in the ballgame. So, uh, and talking about trading, that'll uh, let us transition into some NFL talk before we get into our picks. Uh, there were some trades this year. There trade. were. So I saw team. that, uh, you know, my spider sense was tingling, but, I mean, everyone was it was on everyone's spider sense because my team, the Broncos, uh, the head receiver there, Demarius Thomas. Oh, I would claim Emmanuel Sanders. Former former head receiver. I mean, he's the strong he's receiver. He's number one. muscle that can just snag it out of the air and fight for it. And oh, Emmanuel uh, is our kind of Spider-Man. Was your... Well, yeah, let me just yeah let me get there even before the let trade, me get there he really wasn't there yeah. let me get there i know he hasn't been there for like three years ever since he got paid right basically. yeah it, well ever since his, his mom and his uh grandma yeah, got out of jail. From jail we talked so, about in the previous podcast yeah, they need yeah. to go back to jail anyway um so yeah they traded him to the texans who are coming to play denver in denver this week so it's super awkward i would anticipate they would maybe play some kind of tribute video you think, think welcome so? Just farewell because he's done. I don't know how. He's done in Denver. I guess maybe. I mean, I was trying to think comparable like Jordy Nelson leaving the Packers. I guess maybe they'd play a tribute video for him at Lambeau they, if the Raiders came. Yeah, just to say thank you because I, mean, I guess maybe that's a Super little, Bowl. Maybe that might be a little bit. I mean, Jordy Nelson played for the Packers for 10 years. Um, Demarius Thomas played for the Broncos for what? Six, maybe? Five? Six. I mean, but he was a key a key uh, True for the Super receiver. Bowl, yeah. You know, um, he was there for both. Super I'm excited Bowls. about well, not just because I picked up fantasy in my league, but Sutton uh, from SMU is kind of high on in college. Yeah, uh, he's he's the he's new DT. He's and the new. He's filling in for D- Demarius Thomas. He's had better games the last five weeks than Thomas. Oh, he's much. he's a beast. And then there's another receiver. I mean, Emmanuel's still there, but then there's yeah. number 81. I forget what his name is, but he's been uh, pretty lucrative the past couple of weeks. Just the Broncos have been uh, the actually offensive line is what's been fucking them over because every time they have an impact play, there's a hold penalty or some sort of bullshit call on the offensive mm-hmm. line that uh, kills the play and then just really pigeonholes the Broncos into fucking themselves over and shooting themselves in the foot. So, how do you feel about Case Keenum lately? Um, you know what? I'm he needs to release the ball a little bit quicker because he keeps on getting sacked. But the offensive line is horrible this year. They're fucking pissing me off so much. And no more Chad Kelly after he got drunk and stumbled into the wrong. Oh house. yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, so, I sent Dave that story. Uh, it was like it was like uh, from Deadspin or ESPN. Chad Kelly arrested for drunkenly basically stumbling into a wrong house. Yeah. Like, so talk about what happened. You said you had a similar situation. Uh, not me personally. A friend of mine. It's hilarious. Actually, I texted him right after it. Uh, a friend of mine from college. So. Um, what happened to Chad Kelly was basically it was Von Miller's Halloween party, right, or something like that. Like that's what it was last weekend, and he got so hammered that he thought he was at the right house or was blackout drunk and like walked in a house that was either open or people were there and sat down on the couch and like they're like get the fuck out of here, like who the fuck are you drunk drunk at? And he's like in a costume of some sort, like not in a mask or anything, but like dressed up as something, um, but just like blackout, like stumbling in somewhere. And I guess they like they hit him with like a vacuum tube, like, yeah, get out of here. And the cops came. And arrested him. Then a few days later, he got cut by the by the Broncos. So yes, um, it reminded me of my friend Lars, who, if he's listening, and a few people know this who are listening, uh, know this story. Jarvis especially, because the reason I know Lars is through Jarvis. Actually, Jarvis, what you know about Lars? Anyway, um, uh, in college, and I might be missing the. It's like you know a fable when you tell a story and some st- factors change, and he might yes telephone. I don't know if he even listened to it. Uh, this, if he does, he can correct Just me. Keep on uh, retelling the story. So basically, he was in college changed. in his hometown or near his hometown 
and um, he was out for the night with his friends. Uh, it might have been right after high. It might have been high school or right after co- right like early in college. And it was like the summertime, and uh, it was either like his friend's house or his house. I don't know if it was like his friend's house or his house. And he thought he was going back home, and he went to like you know stumble at home and like think it was his room. You know, however the scenario, thinking he's in the right spot, right? Right. Stumbles in the room, goes and tries to get into a bed, and like, oh my god, like a big commotion. Apparently he got went in the wrong house, went into an eight year old boy's room, tried to like get into bed Ooh, with an eight year old boy. That doesn't not look sexual. Good. Like I know hammered, it like just whatever, doesn't yeah. look good. So uh, I not. guess like luckily the people, I mean they had to call the cops and things, I believe, because you, know, you know, so they came Spirit to suspect in uh, trouble with the law. I don't know if he got arrested or detained or what the deal was, but the kicker was. Uh, the next day or week, and all these like small towns, they have like local newspapers. You know, like you've been around yes. Minnesota and things like. He he actually lived near the border in Minnesota. I don't know what town it was. If it was New Richmond, where he's from, or a town near there. And the next week or day, there the local headline was uh, something along the lines. And don't I was like par- I'm paraphrasing. Uh, man found drunken man found in boy with bed or in bed with boy. Or, yes, that well, that got to get that headline. Yeah. You know? So it was like it made it seem very pedophilish but actually it was more like he was completely confused now he's lucky in this day and age some redneck would blow him away with a gun and be like you're in my house i can shoot you exactly like, so it's like i always tell people it's like people people are like shoot first people it's like what if it was some drunken dude just made a mistake and this also happened to my other friend my roommate ian reverse he lives in the up a few years well, just ago. don't get drunk you no idiots. but i'm saying reverse my friend ian lives in the up with his family at the time he had a three-year-old son and a year-old New, a newborn and all of a sudden what's like, the new p what the up what's the up upper michigan oh it was up in the woods okay, gotcha. kind of in the country and uh so you, like you leave your door open and shit a lot of times like where we grew up in wisconsin a lot of people don't lock their doors at night and stuff right like right that. right so uh all of a sudden here's like some commotion in his living room in the middle of the night and there's this drunk guy like he grabs his bat and he has a gun but he's not a gun guy so he grabs his bat and he's like, what the fuck? Like, someone's, someone's in the house. And he's got, like, young kids and stuff, so it's kind of scary. This guy is, like, on his couch, like, curled up like he's passing out. Like, same thing. Although he didn't think it was his house. He just was super belligerent, hammered, like, someone in, like, poking with the back. Like, hey, like, dude, scr- get the fuck out of my house. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And, like, Ian's like, you know, I've been there before. I've been drunk. I've never done that. But he's like, if I would have been some other, you know, gun aficionado who would have, like, been, I'm going to blow you away or whatever. But, like, apparently, like, you know, he's, like, he's like poking with a bat. Like, he didn't hit him, he said. But he was ready to whack him, he said. Like, if he would have, like, made, like, an up. He's like, he was, the dude was talking really weird. Like, drunk but also weird shit. So, so eventually, that's why I don't left. get drunk that much. He eventually left and happens. wandered away. But Ian called the cops. And eventually the guy was caught. And you know, you know, well, thank tried God. to get another house. I think maybe, um, but anyway, He's this is not uncommon. This has happened to other people I know. So it's just funny that you know Chad Kelly likes to party. Von Miller's, hey, don't we all? Von Miller's uh, Halloween party probably includes just don't some, get blackout drunk. Included some drugs too, Dave. I'm gonna throw it out there. Well, right hey, now, I, d- I, s- I like to listen to Bob Marley records. Yeah, so I'm, I'm more than that, but better better stuff than that probably. But uh, who knows? Halloween party, right? Anything goes. NFL. Yeah, I mean, that you want to do stuff, Dave? That's out of your system if you get. Gets my drift. Yes. Anyway, uh, so, so um, yeah, going to the oh, trades. more oh, trades, more trades. Packers traded uh, a few players. Famously, well, the one was Ty Montgomery first, the guy who fucked up the kicker turn for Ooh, uh, you the, guys are yeah for the uh, against the Rams. It looked like they could have won if all they needed was a field goal with two over two minutes left. Ty and Montgomery, yeah, Rogers, kick off to after they're down by two points with uh, two over two minutes left. They had. Two timeouts, then two-minute warning. All they need is a field goal to win. Uh, Ty Montgomery um, takes the ball in the end zone, takes it out because uh, he's told to keep in the end zone, according to rumor and innuendo, and the coaching staff told him, hey, 
kneel on it, you know, whatever, start at the 25. He takes it out, gets the 20 fumbles. The Rams jump on it, basically win the game. Uh, right. So there's reports saying that he was upset because he is a running back and got benched because he hasn't been playing very well. So he took him out and played Aaron Jones, who's playing a lot better at running back. And he like threw his helmet, was mad that he wasn't in the game. So he's like, I'm gonna show you guys. I'm gonna take this out and make a play happen, or Ugh. fuck you guys. Like I'm gonna do what I want to do. So um, you know, obviously Rodgers was happy. It showed Rodgers in the sideline looked pissed off for good reason. Uh, and other guys said, you know, they obey, uh, disobeyed a direct order. And if that was true, I said, he should be cut because you can't have guys, especially if you're that fringe player like he is. It's like, no, if yeah, that would have been, been if, a if it's a Von Miller or if it's an Aaron Rodgers or someone, okay, they get more leeway. You know, if they, and those guys don't usually do stupid shit like that. Exactly. But if they would, you aren't going to trade them or cut them. But if you're someone who is a borderline, you know, number two running back at this point, who um, then, you know, cost you a game, you have to cut him because if you disobeyed a direct order, you know, it's, you got you to gotta go. So Yeah, it's um, uncalled for. So he got traded to the Ravens for a seventh-round draft pick. I was shocked anybody gave anything for him. But the big one was, ha-ha, Clinton Dix, trade to the uh, Washington Football Club for a fourth-round pick. So we were <laughs> surprised by that. But if you watch games, you weren't because uh, Clinton Dix is probably one of the most overrated players in the NFL. He thinks he's great, uh, gives up tons of plays, is lazy, um, like I said, thinks he's – God's gift to the safety when he actually gives up lots of plays. And he's going to be a free agent after this year. They were not going to pay him what he thought he should get. So they got a fourth-round pick. Um, if you just sign someone else, there could be some uh, compensation. We don't know what round that is. Depending on, it's a big formula about how many free agents you sign. And there's a formula about free agents you sign versus free agents you lose. And then you can get as high as a third-round draft pick. But this way you know it's a guaranteed fourth this year, not in 2020, because it's like a year and a half for the compensation. Um, so it was a good trade in my mind. I don't think they'll miss him, but some people got really mad because, oh, ha-ha, Clinton Dix is from Alabama. He made the Pro Bowl a couple years. Why are we trading him? But it's like, well, yeah, he didn't want to be there, and he's talking shit kind of, and he was lazy and causing lots of problems. We're hey, there's a him. lot of changes and shifts happening. Maybe it's needed because people, uh, maybe it's a mental thing too. People yeah. just... So I don't think it's good, but some people are very upset. You can't make, you know, Packer fans, again, a lot of people freak out about shit. Like, it's like, now if you watch the games, my friends I've been commenting for the last year and a half, it's like, holy shit, we can't pay him what he wants because he's not worth half the amount of money he wants in his contract, like, for this end of this year. So it's like, all right, get something for him next year and move on. So those are the um, bigger trades that um, happened to our two teams. So Yeah, pretty exciting. And in uh, Raiders news, they still suck. They traded Amari uh, Cooper too. We talked about yeah. that. Did we talk about the last week? I think so. I think so. Yeah. So they, that was another tr- one of the bigger trades. Is him getting traded to the Cowboys. So yeah, uh, they're Golden, just in rebuild mode. Golden Tate got traded from the Lions to the Eagles, which I think was a good trade for the Eagles. Do you think Raiders will be in rebuild mode till they get to Vegas or what? <laughs> At this point, they'll be in rebuild rebuild mode for like three years after they get here because <laughs> they're going to be. I mean, I don't know. And John Gruden doesn't really seem like. He knows what he's doing. We kind of called this actually, a lot, not just me, a lot of people saying, you know, he's stuck in 2003. He's not going to translate well to modern NFL schemes and things like that. Uh, you know, traded away his best player for a reason. Either they couldn't afford him or there was, you know, some sort of issue. Um, but yeah, it's not looking good for the uh, Los Raiders. Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's get to the lines and uh, get the show on the road so we can. Uh, see what the lines are going to be the, this weekend for week. What is it? Week, week nine. nine. So uh, we'll start with the uh, Sunday morning games. First one we'll go over is Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota is favored minus five. You know, this is a game I thought about back and forth, and I think that the Lions play tough, but they're not home. 
Uh, they trade away Golden Tate, their best receiver. Marvin Jones is uh, a decent. Uh, he'll be like their number two slash number one with Gallo- Galloway, who's mm-hmm. their, their two receivers. So they're not missing a ton, but Tate was the guy they went to in clutch situations. So um, I think the Vikings are playing better these days. Hit and miss. Stephon Diggs is hurt with a little rib injury. Right. Dalvin Cook's probably not going to play either. Uh, if he does, he's be limited. But uh, you do have Everson Griffin coming back. Dave on D. I think at home the the Vikings play pretty inspired, and they and they can cover by the touchdown. I'll take the the Vikings. I I agree with that. I will take that as well. Um, next game is Kansas City at Cleveland. Who fired Hugh Jackson? We mentioned that. So so uh, let's see. Kansas City is favored minus eight and a half. That's when it's like, well, it seems so obvious. A lot of sharp players are going. It's like, well, everybody and their brother is going to bet the Brown or the uh, Chiefs, Chiefs. Excuse me, um, but I agree. You can't, you can't back the Browns. Like, well, you know, everybody in the public's taking the Chiefs. So sometimes the public cashes tickets, right? So, um, I will be a square and take the Chiefs. Chiefs uh, minus eight and a half. Yeah, minus eight and a half. I just don't see. I mean, I guess the Chiefs could have a letdown game, and they didn't cover against the Broncos, obviously. No, um, but uh, they should have probably like that. I mean, like that. So. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that close. So I'll take the I'll take the uh, Chiefs. Keep riding. I mean, like, even though they didn't cover against the Broncos. Uh, next game is Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore's favored minus three. Seems weird, right? Like they want you to take the Steelers. Something's off with Baltimore. I'm not convinced Baltimore is that great of a team. So Steelers playing Pittsburgh money line better. Steelers money line plus. Three. I also like the under. I heard a stat where like the last three games, forty seven or yeah, forty seven. Like sixteen and a half. games that the uh, the. Steelers were either a three or three point underdog or three point favorite. They the game has gone under, so uh, that's sort of a, as a trend. And they are a three point underdog right in this game. Mm-hmm. So the total is forty seven and a half. And there are a lot of Steeler Ravens games historically are like thirteen six and seventeen nine and bullshit like that. So big defensive. Games. I like the under, but if you want to be real feisty or uh, rack up a nice little two teamer, uh, the Steelers money line and the under would be uh, a nice little bet in my opinion. All right, good tip. Uh, next game is Tampa Bay at Carolina. Carolina is favored minus six and a half. I, like I think Tampa Bay could cover though. They mm, they could. I it's think magic time though. Jameis is benched again. Oh, that's right. I mean, that could be a good thing. Um, the Panthers are sneaky good. I mean, I didn't believe they were that great, but the last couple weeks they played better at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can get them under that s- at six and a half right now, you said right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I like the Panthers in that game. I don't. You know, we're not the Bucks. I think they're kind of their defense is pretty poor. Uh, you know, Fitz, Fitzpatrick might be better than Jameis, but he played most of the year except for the last like what two weeks. So, I don't know. I would stay away from the Bucks. It's like a no player or the or the Panthers. Yeah, Bucks are three and four, and Panthers are second in their their division, five and two behind the Saints. So, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I I agree with you on the on the Carolina there. So next game is New York Jets at Miami Dolphins. Miami is favored minus three. Well, I like Jets plus three. Or even the money line. I think the Jets win this game outright. Dolphins are tanking it now again. I mean, the Jets obviously have uh, you know rookie quarterback, but uh, the weather shouldn't be a factor down in Miami unless it rains. So uh, I like. So this will be the Jets. I like game, Jets money line or Jets plus plus three is nice because you you know can uh, get a few points there. But yeah, I think the Jets win outright. All right, next game is uh, Atlanta at Washington D.C. Uh, Washington is favored minus two, currently number one in their division. Uh, tough because, you know, Falcons are so sh- hit and miss and kind of shitty, and the Redskins, you, it's hard to believe in them sometimes. But I think I like Washington in this game. I'll take, if I can keep it under a field goal at home, 
Uh, they don't win pretty. They're probably one of the ugliest. You know, what, like they're like five and two right now, or six and two. Or I think I don't have their exact record in front of me. Um, but I think that uh, actually, yes, I do. They are five and two. I was right. They're the quietest five and two team in the NFL right yes. now. Yes. So I think I like uh, I like Washington in that game to cover by the field goal. Next game is Chicago at Buffalo. Chicago's favored minus nine and a half. Another one where it's like, why would anybody in their right well, mind bet on Buffalo after exactly. last week? They played pretty well at home, but uh, it's P- Peterman time again because Derek Anderson, who they started, got hurt. So it sounds like Peterman's playing, who's got awful. Uh, the Bears aren't the greatest on the road. In fact, in Buffalo is not the easiest place to play, mm-hmm. even with a bad Bills team. Um, I like the under. And you like Buffalo to cover? No, though. Um, but it's really it's shaky. The, it's 37. I still like the under, actually. Um, but I don't know if it, what is that, what's that right now. I'm looking at the sheet from a few days ago. It says 37. 37 and a half. Yeah, I like the under. Um, if I had to gun to my head, I'll take the Bears, but that's a lot of points. I could see it being, you know, closer than you think, but the Bears still winning. But, yeah, it's, it's Bears or no play and probably the under. Okay. Next game is Houston Texans mm. against my Denver Broncos. Broncos are favored minus one and a half. Dave, I'm, I'm going to sh- shock you. I'm, take, I like, I'm liking the Broncos at home this this week. I think the home field is a, a big deal for the Broncos. I think they'll play pretty decent. Considering uh, they've been sucking. Defense playing a little better lately, I will say. Like, I mean, they played yeah, pretty well against yeah, the Yeah, like Chiefs, I said, right? the offensive night line is what fucked us over. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, at home catching under a field goal uh, against a very inconsistent Texans team. Granted, they just trade. For, I don't know how much Demarius Thomas will play. Will Fuller, the other receiver that they had that was awesome with Hopkins out for the season. Uh, defensively, obviously, uh, the Titans are pretty good, but so are the Broncos. So uh, if I get you know under a field goal, Broncos at home, I'll, t- I'll take the Broncos to win this game. Would you bet twenty bucks to? I mean, you don't have to bet it, but like, would you put money down to say that Demarius Thomas gets a tribute video, a thank you video, or no? I would say I guess, yeah. I probably. guess, yeah. Okay. I mean, do I think he deserves one? Probably not, <laughs> but we get one, sure. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, afternoon games. Uh, that was the the Denver game was the first afternoon game. Next one is the Chargers from L.A. at Seattle. Seattle is favored minus one. Yeah, it seems kind of like a trick line, right? We know the Seahawks are playing yeah. better. If we think the Chargers come off the bye, I know it's on the road, um, would be prepared for this. And ball, I just saw Melvin Gordon is questionable, so I don't know if he's playing or not. If he and Chargers are another one of those sneaky two, five and two teams. Yeah, they're good. I mean, they could, uh, they're going to be a, a contender in the AFC. So I, it seems like it's a trap to take the, you know, on the, I know it's on the road at Seattle, but. I mean, I like the Chargers in this game, to tell you the truth, off the bye. Yeah, I do too. I was looking at that. Uh, next game is the Rams at the Saints. Rams are favored minus two. Oh, Rams are favored now, huh? Yeah. It opened Saints minus one, huh? I well, saw that. I like the Rams, which kind of is a good sign against the Lions moving in that direction. Um, I just not 100% sold on the Saints. I'm sold on the Rams. I watched them play last week against For the Packers. Sure. They actually didn't play that great they against the Packers. They got lucky in that game. They should so have lost. But I'm not really sold on the Saints. I know the Saints good. are playing better, but their defense, uh, their run defense, is, or the pass defense has got awful. They traded for Eli Apple from the Giants. But I'm just not 100% sold on the Saints. Now, they're playing at home. I get it. But, I mean, the, it's the Dome, so the Rams have a good offense. And they have Gurley, and they can keep up with Goff. So, I like the fact that, you know, if I can get under a touchdown, I mean, before I wish I would have grabbed it when it was, you know, uh, you get money line Rams with plus money, but I like, I like everybody's, uh, you know, it's the total 60s or 58 and a half right now. It went down to 58 and a half, I think. Yep. That's a huge total. It's like one of the highest ever. 
Um, I like the over, though. I'm not going to touch the under in that. Yeah. Just because, I mean, you can't. It's no fun either to bet on the under when it's two explosive teams like that. Exactly. So it could be 24 to 24 at halftime, Dave, and you're exactly. like, okay, you know, it's going to go over. So I like uh, the Rams and the over. All right. Next game is Sunday Night Football. Headliner, Green Bay at New England. New England is favored minus six. How Brady versus Rodgers. Yes, Ugh. the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a lot like the game against the Rams. That you wish. Where the Patriots, just like the Rams, will be up. Maybe the Packers might go off to a little bit of a lead. But Patriots at home are tough. Uh, Packers D has been inconsistent, although they'll score lots of points against the Patriots, I think. Um, I kind of like catching six, the Packers, not being a homer, just because last week the Packers did cover and people have bitched about it. It's like, well, the Rams had no business actually covering other than that fumble by Montgomery. So um, I think the Rams are a better team than the Patriots. So I'm not comparing it to Apple's torch sometimes for mm-hmm. you know, how they play against this team versus that team with matchups. But I think that Rodgers will come out with something to prove and they'll uh, – They'll keep it close. They'll probably lose by a field goal at the end of the So what are you taking? I'll take Green the Packers Bay plus, plus six. It'd be you, nice. Would you feel seven. comfortable at all with money line? No. I think they'll probably find a way to lose, Mike McCarthy fashion. But I think that they'll keep it close and be within like ten to, you know, three to ten points all game long. So you might get that backdoor cover, kind of similar to last week against the Rams. Gotcha. All right, Monday Night Football, uh, Tennessee at Dallas. Dallas is favored minus five and a half. I like the Cowboys in this game, even though it seems weird. Uh, Titans are such a weird team. Mike Vrabel, obviously first-year coach. Mariota looks like pretty much he's him and Winston are facing off on who's the bigger bust in that draft class. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't trust the the, uh, the Titans. No. The, the, but Cowboys D is actually pretty decent. Uh, they love Mari Cooper. They got Ezekiel Elliott, some more weapons and offense. At home under a touchdown, uh, I'll take that. I also kind of like the under. Um, is it 41 still? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like this being like a 17-10 game, 21-13. Uh, take the under. Yeah, I mean, they they have the same the same record, so it'll be interesting. Battle yeah. of the shitties. Yeah, but I think the Cowboys are a little better uh, overall at many positions than... You think Amari Cooper will start? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because last week, they were on the bye. Yeah. Play. So, yeah. They traded him from like a week and a half ago because we talked about it, right? So, although it'll be a full go, um, I don't know if I'll give a game we'll have. Uh, but I like the Cowboys to win by a touchdown in that game. All right. Well, you heard it here. That's all the games uh, with their spreads and who we think is going to win. Uh, big game on Saturday, though, before I forget, nine. Dave. Uh, Alabama LSU at LSU. So it's like the biggest college game of the year. And I believe Alabama's favorite on the road by 14 or so, at least two touchdowns last time I checked. Um, I can't. I like Alabama first half. They're like undefeated in the first half line. I think it could be close at the end, but some people are like there's a lot of sharp money just because, oh, so many points, you know, got to take the LSU. I think that Alabama could kick the shit out of them. All right. Um, well, you heard it here first. Tom. But at least take the first half because sometimes Alabama takes their foot off the gas and maybe they're up 21-3 or something, and then, you know, a backdoor touchdown at the end costs you the cover. So um, the first half line should be like Alabama minus – 10 probably i like that better than the the 14 or whatever it is right now so all right tom's pro tip for for your uh early november uh college football sports betting so uh that does it for the sin city sports podcast this week you can check out this podcast you can check it out if you fucking yeah i'll make sure it's uploaded right this time (laughs) uh so you can check out this podcast and more at sincitysportslv.com you can check us out on Twitter at SinCitySportsLV and on Facebook.com forward slash SinCitySportsLV. Uh, 
for Mr. Tom. This is Dave. We will catch you next week. Later. <laughs>